Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Second Corinthians, I come to this passage today. And 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all, he's talking to a group of, of, uh, of the church that's come into faith in Jesus, and he's talking to these people. So he's saying, hey, we, we who've come to Jesus, we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And preceding this passage or these verses, I don't have time to read the whole thing, but what he talks about is this idea that Moses goes up on the mount and he spends time with the Lord. And when he does, his face glows. But Moses, when he comes down, he puts a veil over his face and so other people, I guess, don't have that real encounter. Like no, nothing is like imparted to them at all. And he's saying, here's how the veil comes off. Everybody is with a veiled face. But when you behold the glory of Jesus, when you see Jesus, when you see who he is, the Lord, the veil comes off and you behold glory and glory comes to you. And what he says is, now, we all with unveiled face who've seen Jesus, we go in and we gaze, we spend time with him. And when we come together, here's what I think is so profound about that experience that we've been talking about from 1 Corinthians to Ephesians to Hebrews. We see this idea that with unveiled face into the same image, we're being transformed from one degree of glory to another. So here's what happens. Cat, as you spend time with Jesus, glory, you shine. When I come around Cat and I'm looking into the mirror and I see glory, I'm encouraged, I'm challenged, I'm moved. And this is the encounter that we each have one with each other as I see glory. Now, hold on, don't get it twisted. Because there's still some aspects, and I don't want to miss this. Romans talks about the idea that people exchanged the glory of God and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator. So what the issue is, they attributed glory to the wrong thing. That thing is glorious. That person is glorious. I want us all to be very aware. If you see love in me or anybody in this room, it's because love has encountered them. It's because Jesus has touched their life, like true love, not self-centered like passion, wherever some people might mistaken it as love. Like true, like self-sacrificing, I give my life for you, no strings attached, love kind of thing. Like that's only encountered because Jesus has met you. And what he's saying is, as we behold Jesus together, and then you see me and I see you, we're moving together and we're being transformed into the likeness of the image of Christ that we're beholding. What an amazing thought. 
that as people look into your face, as you have beheld Jesus, they're getting an encounter with him, his glory. So here's the reality. Like if you look up here and you see anything wonderful, you're just seeing the glory of Jesus. That's it. That's it. I saw this, guys. I want to be honest with y'all. After the 21 days, like, I feel like this week is hard for me. Like, I just, I didn't want to pray. Like, I didn't want to read. I didn't want to spend time with the Lord. I didn't want to. Maybe you guys understand that. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be nice to people. I want to go hide in my room. You ever go through those moments where you're like, I'm actually just going to go hide. I ain't coming out. So I felt irrational. Like, does it make any sense? Like, I'm, I'm looking around, I'm, and people are texting me like, Jay, you wouldn't believe what God's doing in my life. And I'm like, awesome. I'm, I'm happy for you. I just want to hide. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. And I got an encounter with this verse because I, I, call, I started calling people. I call people that behold Jesus, though. Like, really important, guys. If you get in those moments, we need each other, but we need to be around people who behold Jesus, like, all all in in Jesus' presence. Because what's going to happen is, as I look into their face, as they help me, I'm being reshaped and transformed from one degree of glory to the next. So I call my buddy TC over here, and I said, buddy, I don't know. I just got to tell you the real about where where I'm at. And so remember last week when we read the verse? I hope I put that verse in here. Yeah, Ephesians 4.25. It says, therefore, having put away falsehood, I don't have to lie anymore. I put away the false living. I don't got to pretend anymore in front of anybody. Put away falsehood. And having put this away, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we're members of one of another. So A.T., remember what I said? Like, oh, your body hurts? Like when you've got to hurt? Your body is saying, I'm hurting. Hey, hand, go get a Band-Aid, right? And if it never communicates that it needs a Band-Aid, you hear about those people who got like neuropathy. It doesn't even communicate. So like they're burning their hands off on the stove and stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm communicating my pain. I don't got nothing to hide. But I call my brother and I say, process with me. Tell me something. (laughs) And we just talk the word. We just talk about Jesus. And I go, man, that's what I needed. I called my brother Andrew. I said, Andrew, this. And from one degree to the next, I become, begin to move out of a hole that I was in for, I don't know why. I don't understand. But I also began to see the lies that maybe I had believed in my own mind, and I needed some reprocessing. I needed to look in the face of Jesus. I need to hear the words of my king. And I want, I want you to know the real, because guys, if, you've, if you experience that, it's okay. It's okay. It's normal. In this thing that we're in, understand, it says that we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers of the unseen world. <laughs> Some are like, well, that's weird. But this is the reality. Behind the physical is a spiritual. And so we've got to understand, what do we do with these things? And the physical world wants to say, well, you just go down to the doctor and go get Xanax or whatever. Go, hey, go down and get a six-pack because you feel down. Let's go get a drink together. And I'm just telling you, like, done all that stuff, it didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> it got me worse. Go down deeper into a hole and go, now I can't tell anybody because I feel like a bad person, you know? 
We say, you know what you need? You need some physical love from somebody. Your wife, your husband's not giving it to you. You should find it somewhere. Man, it's shame on them. They're not doing their duty. You know what I mean? Like all kind of stuff. But I'm just telling you, as crazy as it sounds, we've got to behold the person of Jesus because he is what's actually going to transform our life. It's him. Listen to this. We put away falsehood. And I want to remind us last week, 31 says, let all bitterness, and that word bitterness means harsh and sharp language. Let all bitterness, wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Hey, listen, let's be kind to each other. Tenderhearted, that word means to sympathize. Sympathize. Do you know what TC did with me? He said, I understand. Do you know what some of us are, are very tempted to say quickly is, I know what you need. You know what you need to do. You need to stop thinking this way. This ain't the right way to think, you know? I get it. I'm in a hole, man. Don't push dirt over me. I, I feel you. Let's, let's go here together. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. And last week I missed the crux of the whole message because I was just, Excited to tell y'all more, you know. The chapter goes on and it says, therefore, all of this checklist that we're going after, the checklist, I love the checklist, you know. I don't love a checklist, but some of y'all do. You've got the checklist, but because you got the checklist, listen, listen. Therefore, it says, be imitators of God. This is what begins to bring me out of the hole. Listen to this. Because before God tells you, hey, be tenderhearted, sympathize. Don't be filled with wrath and anger and clamor and slander, bitterness, which is harsh speech. He says, imitate God. Why would he, hold up. What he's saying is, that's because this is our God. This is the picture of our God before he tells us to do something. This is who he is. Is this the image of God that you have in your mind? Is this him? We're called to imitate our king. And as we behold his glory, the truth of who he is and all the weight of who he is, as we behold the reality of that, it transforms us into the image that we behold. Is light beaming from your face today? Behold the king. And is this the king that you behold? Is he tenderhearted to you? Is he kind? Is he harsh with you? Does he sympathize with you? This is the real Jesus. And before he gives you a list to accomplish, this is who he is to you. Hear the kindness of our Savior say, I died for you so that you would be perfectly righted with me. Let's do life together. This is who he is. As I wrap up, I'm gonna ask the band to come and we're gonna finish with this. But I, I started thinking about this idea and how this picture of Jesus and who he really is. This comes from Mark. And I don't know if you know this, but in Mark, I think it's six, Jesus feeds 5,000 people. 
You keep going into Mark 8, and Jesus feeds 4,000 people. I think four, right? Any Bible scholars? Four? Four. Hey, thank you. Thank you, my sister. Four. You know. Hey, you can go preach next time, okay? <laughs> 4,000 people. And then he says something amazing. Like once, he's, once it kind of lays all these stories out, Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, hey, listen, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. Be careful of this. And then you know what they do? They say, hey, did you bring some bread? Man, I thought you brought the bread. Now I got, I got one loaf of bread. I, I mean, that ain't gonna feed 12 of us. You didn't bring the bread? I mean, listen, like they just feed 4,000 people. What the? It's like a comedy to me as I'm reading the word. I'm like, this is amazing. And it says that Jesus like hears them and he knows what they're talking about. And he says, do you, you still don't get it? You still, you do not, do you don't understand? Do you remember? Hey guys, and he starts to bring them into remembrance. Hey, remember how many loaves did we have? And how many people did we feed a while back? Like, and we feed 5,000 people. How much did we have to start that? Like five loaves and two fish? Hey, how many baskets of leftovers did we gather? 12. Oh, hey, remember like the next, like a little bit later, we fed 4,000 people. How much bread did we have? And he said, we had seven loaves of bread. How many baskets did we take up? Seven. As I was reading this story, it's almost like Jesus was trying to get them to see, like, do you think you need something else other than me? Did you need one loaf to feed anyone? You didn't need one. We didn't need five loaves and two fish. Don't you understand? The bread of life is here. Do you think today that you need to be more kind? Do you need more patience in your life? Do you need more love in your life? And you're like, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be more loving. I'm gonna be tenderhearted when I go to work and I'm gonna strive and I'm gonna keep striving and I'm gonna grow that muscle of kindness and tenderness. And I'm gonna tell you, I wanna tell you, the only way to receive these things, they must be gifted to you as you behold the one that we really need. You need the bread of life. You need the bread of life. You need to be forgiven. You need to have a kind God be kind to you. You need to see the reality of our King Jesus who loves you so much that he gave up his life for you. And he's, calling, he's been calling you from day one. He's been sending you that neighbor. He's been, he brought you here. He, he sent people to you in conversation. Like He's been seeking after you from day one and he loves you so much. And he showed me this in this time of fasting. He said, Jay, as I process through everything to my heart and my soul, he said, Jay, you weren't getting closer to me in fasting. You were coming aware of how close I was to you during fasting. You weren't going anywhere. You think you can get closer to me because of what you do? You were just coming into the awareness of how close I am to you. I'm that close all the time. And whether you go to the highest of highs or the lowest of lows, the scripture in Psalm 139 says, whether you go to the heights, I'm there. Whether you go make your bed in the depths of the ocean, oh, I'm there. I am right there with you and I will never leave you. 
That's the God that we serve. That's the God we come to behold. And so at the center of all of this is the reality of Jesus, who is God incarnate, who comes and says, I will make the way for all of your past to be made right. And there is nothing you can do to make yourself right. You need Jesus to do it all for you, 100%. Receive that today and be forgiven. Step into his great glory and look upon his face that he might pull the veil back. And as you receive from him everything that he is, listen to what's gonna happen. You're gonna leave this place and people are gonna go, wait, what's going on with you? And you get to tell them, let me tell you what's going on with me. I've seen the king and he's alive and he loves you so much. Receive that. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you for this truth. God, we want to behold you. If you're in this room today and you're like, Jay, I have sat through service, I've sat through church service, and like I, I, I want, I want to be and receive what Jesus did for me. Like I want to receive that. If that's you in this room today, would you just look at me and say, I, I want to receive that. I want to be forgiven today. I want, I want that fresh start with him. Would you just look at me? Today, if you're in this room and you say, man, I, I just need a, a fresh encounter with him. Would you just look at me today? It's kind of dark. So if you're like, man, like this me, I just want to encounter him. I just want a fresh encounter from him. Just let me know. Lift a hand. Thank you, thank you, brother. If you're in this room today and you're like, man, I, I just I need prayer. I'm dealing with some stuff. There's some stuff going on. Would you just lift a hand and look at me? I, I got some stuff I'm asking for prayer for. Father, help us just to see you. Help us to hear your truth. Oh, Jesus, we just ask that you would deal with the heart, our parts of our heart that need dealing with. God, would you shine light on the place right now? Uh, God, that needs light shine. God, the place where there's conviction, there's actually stuff going on that nobody would know about and we live in falsehood. We're actually not stepping into light and so we're miserable and nobody knows it. And so God, I pray that you would just continue to shine light in that place. And God, I pray for boldness in this room to walk away and walk out of the darkness and into light and never to return again, God. Lord, I pray for deeper conviction in the room. And the chains that bind us for so long have no power in the name of Jesus. So God, I just pray that you would break down every stronghold that would be like a wall that has built itself up around the person who lives in falsehood so that they can actually see again, God. I pray that you would allow them to see you today in this room, King Jesus. For the person who's dealing with things that needs prayer in the room, God, I, I just pray, God, that you would do as you do. Thank you, God, for your healing, God, in this room. Thank you, God, for your presence in this room. 
Thank you, God, for speaking in this room far beyond words that I can speak. And God, we just acknowledge that at the center of this whole thing is you, King Jesus. And we thank you for your love in our life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.